Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. Why is all discussion around hydroxychloroquine so polarized? It's day 124 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 190,535 cases with 5,394 deaths. All of last week medical social media groups and discussion boards have been abuzz with talk of the big lancet hydroxychloroquine study and the unraveling of parts of it. On the 22nd of May the Lancet Medical Journal published the results of an observational study which essentially looked at the health outcomes for over 90,000 patients in six continents across the world as they were treated for COVID-19 and described whether hydroxychloroquine appeared to harm or help in any way. The study's conclusion, the use of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment drug is actually associated with a greater risk of developing arrhythmia, a serious heart condition, and of dying in hospital than among patients who were not treated with it. Of course, the impact of such a significant finding from such a large number of observations was swift. The World Health Organization immediately suspended testing of hydroxychloroquine in its solidarity trial which is a project set up to test the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine and three other drugs as treatments for COVID-19. The WHO temporarily suspended enrollment into the hydroxychloroquine arm of the trial and the WHO has said that the study's organizers will review data that has already been collected and meet in the next couple of weeks to decide whether to resume testing of hydroxychloroquine. Other health organizations have also responded. The UK's Medicine and Healthcare Products Regulatory Authority has halted trial of hydroxychloroquine in older people with COVID-19 and in another preventive study. But in the days after the publication of the piece, many scientists raised questions about the data. At the center of the controversy around the study is the registry which the paper states includes 96032 patients from 671 hospitals across six continents but it's only accessible by Surgisphere the company that collected it and is a collaborator on the paper Surgisphere has said that it obtains this information by tying up with hospitals and countries individually but very little information has surfaced about which hospitals these are that granted this access and permission and surgisphere says that it cannot make their names public so it's left to people having to do a bit of mystery solving and this has thrown up some questions for example surgisphere's dataset included 73 deaths in australia as of april 21st even though johns hopkins university which has been tracking covid-19 cases and deaths since the start of the outbreak had counted just 67 by that point the guardian reported when the guardian reported this surgisphere responded by saying that a hospital in asia had inadvertently been included in the australian dataset and subsequently it changed its australia numbers and issued a correction this doesn't inspire much confidence because that's just one country that was able to fact check its numbers the numbers for african countries are not listed separately so they are harder to check But while 15,738 COVID-19 cases had been reported across the continent by the African Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as of April 14th, the study claimed to have data including detailed electronic health records for 4,402 hospitalized patients up to the same date. 
In an open letter, 17 scientists from institutions in Africa are among those who have raised doubts that any research organization would have been able to obtain such detailed records for so many people in Africa so quickly. Just days before, a controversy over hydroxychloroquine in India also played out in the pages of the Lancet. India, as you might remember, is using hydroxychloroquine as a prophylaxis or preventive drug. On April 17th, four Indian doctors had a letter published in the Lancet noting that the Indian government's advice on hydroxychloroquine as prophylaxis was without evidence and carried risk. Four AIMS doctors then responded with their own letter that was then published in the Lancet. Four AIMS doctors then responded with their own letter that was then published in the Lancet saying that for a new disease evidence might not always be available and so what the government is following is a prudent approach which means recommending a drug that indian healthcare is familiar with because of its use in malaria and rheumatoid arthritis and simultaneously conducting trials after the surgisphere controversy came out some scientists heading indian government laboratories came out with their own letter criticizing the who for stopping its hydroxychloroquine trial based on what it called a bad study i've linked to all of these letters the problem is that nobody seems to be able to discuss hydroxychloroquine rationally anymore for reasons that i'm having trouble fully piecing together hydroxychloroquine has come to be known as a right wing drug us president donald trump has pushed it from the beginning and has even said that he took it as post exposure prophylaxis even after his government has stopped advising that it be used in prevention or treatment brazil's president jair bolsonaro has come right out and said it in a speech on may 19th he said right wingers take chloroquina left wingers take tubaina tubaina is the name of a cheap soft drink in brazil writing for the new republic alex shepard explains trump's backing of the drug with this diagnosis The hydroxychloroquine phenomenon is the result of a perfect symbiosis between the president and his backers in the media. Trump himself is addicted to magical thinking and quick fixes, such as a wall to stop illegal immigration. Hydroxychloroquine says Shepard becomes that silver bullet for Trump and the right-wing media, which they can accuse the liberal ecosystem of suppressing. In India, hydroxychloroquine is not being pushed by the prime minister personally, and it doesn't have anywhere near that same embrace by the right. What we have are two other problems. One, an inability to admit uncertainty. The ICMR's most recent advice on hydroxychloroquine is of May 22nd, and it lists all the studies that it claims support the use of hydroxychloroquine, none of which are published, without adequately conveying that this is insufficient evidence, but it's taken the decision to push ahead anyway. I'm not even saying that this is the wrong strategy. just that they won't admit uncertainty the second is that we have a media that is too quick to declare victory i have now seen at least five segments in major news organizations over the last two months where a doctor at an indian institution is being congratulated for having discovered a cure we've not seen any useful evidence on a single one of these after that the government and some in the media seem to think that a reassuring voice telling people that everything is going to be okay and going to be fixed soon is what the people need this would actually be incalculably dangerous because calibrating our lives to live with uncertainty and risk is what we most need to do thank you for listening this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy tomorrow a new question